You're listening to The Over 50 Entrepreneur, the podcast that's dedicated to the business builders who are only getting started when most are winding down. This is the place to discover how to create more freedom from your business while growing the value of your business. Now here's your host, Rick Hadrava. Hey everybody, this is Rick Hadrava and you're listening to another edition of the Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast. As always, just so grateful that you're taking the time to check out our podcast in this episode. You know, if you, if you like our shows and you haven't done it yet, please be sure to go into iTunes or wherever you're listening to the podcast and give us a, a rating. Maybe subscribe if you haven't. We'll, we'll deliver those podcasts to you each and every week. And check out our website, www.epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast. You can get this this podcast episode with the show notes along with past episodes. And there's some really great episodes in there, some great conversations with entrepreneurs. And we want to make sure that you've checked them out. Again, that's epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast. You know, when I thought about uh, inviting my guest today and, and trying to kind of pull him on to to share his story, I got really excited because I've known this guy all my life and I, I know firsthand just how hard he's worked and, and when I think about grit and determination and quite frankly, getting punched in the face, getting back up off your feet and really staying focused on the long game, I think about this guy. And so, I, you know, I'm going to bring him to the studio today. He's my brother, Jason Hadrava. He's co-owner of Titan Title and Closing. Um, and so, without further ado, let's welcome my middle brother, my favorite middle brother, Jason Hadrava. Jason, thanks so much for taking time to be on the show today. Hey, Rick. It's a pleasure. Let me just say, your platform's great. I love what you do. Well, that's good. And I did not pay you for that, so I appreciate that. <laughs> hey, so, you know, you own Titan Title. I know you own a lot of real estate. You got a successful business. But when we look back, and we don't like to play in the past, but it's, a, it's sometimes a good measuring stick to, to help us have a little gratitude for where we've come from and the people that have helped us along the way. So, why don't you kind of share with us your background, how you got to where you are today, so that we know a little bit more about you. Sure. You know, I mean, Rick, uh, I think you know this about me. I always knew that uh, I had a calling to uh, be my own boss didn't really even know what that meant. But I always thought, you know, looked at the people that I wanted to emulate and the people that I wanted to be like and and, and uh, put my life in that uh, realm were the people that I knew that were self-employed in real estate, things of that nature. You know, I, I had an unconventional start. You know, early on, I thought that uh, I got involved in the New York Bagel Shop franchise and was uh, running, uh, operating different stores throughout the uh, college and, and uh, they were having uh, some really great success uh, growing that business on a national level. And I thought I wanted to be part of that. Uh, didn't know anything about business. Uh, didn't know anything other than I had ambition. Worked my butt off 80 hour weeks, $18,000 a year, grinding and out. And uh, luckily for me, I couldn't get the financing. That franchise ended up not working out in the long run. Uh, a lot of people got hung out there with uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, owed to the bank and, and no franchise to back them up. So I, I kind of escaped early on in that. Got, I came back to Tulsa after that failure and uh, fell in love with my wife. Uh, we got married and, and my wife uh, grew up that 
don't take risks. Let's, let's get good jobs. Let's work for companies. And uh, she had a great job coming out of college. Uh, I was clueless, didn't have a clue as to what I wanted to do at that point in time. And I took a job at a, at a company called uh, CFS as a, a collection company. You know, you don't pay your credit cards or whatever. And, and uh, they buy those debts uh, at a discount. And then my job was to find those people and try to help negotiate terms to pay those debts off. I was miserable. I was terrible at the job. And I hated my life. <laughs> you know, I remember one day after about six months of working there, I was looking out the window and then I was looking at the people that I work with. And there's this one individual that I looked at. He was about my age now and he was miserable. The guy, I mean, you could just look at him and, and he was just, just going through life, right? No ambition, just clocking in and clocking out. I'm 26 at the time. And I thought to myself, you know what? This is not my calling. And I do not want to be there when I'm in my late to mid 40s. So I got up and I left and, and uh, decided that that wasn't for me. Quit my job. Didn't have anything on the horizon. That wasn't popular with my wife. <laughs> I bet I it wasn't. recommend that to anybody. Um, I know your, your platform is more geared towards uh, people in their second careers and or retirement and wanting to uh, help their retirement, but probably the bad, the worst thing you could do is handle it that way. So after Stephanie and I worked that out, I started uh, looking for the ads and, and trying to find something. I, I felt like I needed to learn how to sell because everything I knew, uh, the people that I knew that were successful in business uh, started in sales or knew how to really sell. They were good at that. So accidentally uh, answered an ad for a telecommunications company. Voice Stream Wireless at the time. They no longer exist. Uh, they were bought by uh, Deutsche Telekom and where the, whatever they are today. Anyways, the, that was probably the uh, catalyst that helped me uh, learn how to sell. I uh, was with really good salespeople in that organization. These are professional salespeople. It was an outside sales uh, job, and I landed it. Don't know how because I had no experience uh, whatever. I don't know how, what happened, but I got the job. Maybe my ambition. I don't know. So I just started soaking up. I was watching the people that were very successful in that organization, and I just started emulating their behavior. I tell you, my first obstacle, and I think it is for everybody, whether you're in sales or, or you're starting your own business, is being afraid of the no. I was scared to death of going to these doctor's offices and, and these businesses because it was a corporate a sales position. It scared me, you know, just going in there and trying to do a presentation. And, you know, I mean, you just got to build your confidence in yourself. You know, I got over that and uh, started doing pretty well, you know, it, uh, and it was contagious, you know, I mean, success breeds success. I think, you know, you start seeing, I was making commissions that were more than what I was making a year at CFS or at the New York bagel shop. And uh, so that just uh, uh, motivated me to do more. And, and it, what it, it wasn't about the money. It was about the fact that I no longer was living paycheck to paycheck at the time. You know, I, I put a lot of my money back into the stock options of that company and, and just tried to emulate again what the successful people in that company were doing. That's, Jason, let's, let's go back because I don't want to miss out on a few points here right. that, that I think are critical for entrepreneurs. And, you know, learning sales, not everybody is a born salesman. 
or salesperson, we'll say. And it's funny because we had Andrea Waltz on. She wrote a book called Go for No with her husband. And it's this spectacular book. And I think a lot of us, as we start out in our careers, we feel, especially, I don't know if it's this part of the world or if it's all over the world, but in my experience, we don't want to be a pest. We don't want to bother people. And, you know, we, so we make our own minds up internally. You know, we have that conflict inside of us. So what was it like, you know, what was it in your mind? Was there, was there a moment where it clicked for you? Like, hey, look, the worst thing that can happen is no, and that's great because sometimes no doesn't mean no. And it just means I'm not asking the right questions. What was it for you in that experience that changed, if, if you can remember? Sure. You know, I remember being scared to death and, and 30, 45 days went by and I, I wasn't really doing great watching all these individuals and, and trying to emulate their behavior. But I did not have that. I had self-doubt, right? That's what was holding me back. It got to the point where, you know, in sales, if you're not making the company money, you get on the bubble. And I had a bubble moment. You know, they're like, dude, it's do or die time. Failure has never been something that well, I, I don't quit. I just say it that way. You know, failure happens uh, from time to time, but I don't quit. So I had a just a, a moment where I sat. I remember in, in Stephanie Dye's first house, and, and I just had to give myself a pep talk. And I was like, dude, you've got to get off your ass, and you've got to make this happen, you know. And I did. And I got that first commission check, and I don't know, it was 18, 19 grand. I don't know what it was. I can't remember exactly. That right there was the key pivotal moment because I, I, that to me spoke to me and said, you can do this, right? And so I just took, took that and built my confidence on that. As silly as it sounds, that's all, that's all it was. I was holding myself back because I lacked the confidence to just get out there. I just thought that nobody's going to say yes to me. There's, you know, who wants a corporate cell phone? And, you know, I mean, just things, self-doubt in my mind. Yeah, it's, it's great. And, you know, it's like everything in life. And we talk about this so much in the workshops that we do is we, we always push people in our, in our groups, in our communities to get uncomfortable. Because once, once you're willing to get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you learn new things, your confidence goes up. It, it just is a cycle, right? And I think that's what you're, you're demonstrating there. So I appreciate you sharing that. Well, look, let's jump forward here. So you, you own Titan Title today. You got a partner. You've got a ton of real estate. But you started to go into the real estate business via the mortgage industry. Tell us a little bit about that and how you did it and what, what you took from it and why you, you're no longer doing it. You know, I had a mediocre uh, career probably in, in the mortgage uh, division. So what happened is I, I socked quite a bit of money away in VoiceStream uh, stock and they ended up selling and I did pretty well just pure by accident. I didn't know what else to invest in and it worked out for me. And I catapulted that into the mortgage business and, and uh, partnered with uh, our mother, as you know. In any event, wasn't ever really good at it. Again, I, uh, I lacked my confidence, right? Because, I, I mean, there's uh, just because you have the resources to start a business doesn't mean you know what you're doing, right? Didn't know the mortgage business. I didn't know how to run a business. And, and uh, I, just, I just went for it, you know? Don't recommend that. I think you need to be, if I had to do it over again, I would have probably sat for a year and, and prepared better. But, you know, I was young and, and, and ambitious. We did well for a long time. I mean, we owned that company for over 20 years and, and did well. You know, 2007 happened and that was a grind. Uh, I can just tell you this. Uh, 
all we did was grind. And I think that really, that process, that 20 years, and it went by quicker than you'd think. I learned so much. I made so many mistakes. Uh, but what I never did was quit. And there were times, and Stephanie would back me up on this, there were times where months we would go without any pay whatsoever, but I still went in every day at six in the morning and I worked till eight or nine at night because uh, I just don't know how to quit. And I think that has been the key to where I'm at today. Absolutely. I mean, that's, you know, it's kind of like that old adage, a lot of people give up the first time it gets hard or they give up just before they're about to find the gold nuggets, right? And it, as long as we're learning and, and we're going out there with the right attitude, we're not trying to take advantage of people, we're trying to create value. And that's, that's one of the things I see in entrepreneurs that are successful long-term is they're always thinking, how can I be helpful? How can, how can I help people get what they want? And so, I, I, really, I really like that. Jason, so the one thing over the years, I know you read a lot of books. Curious if there's a book or two that has, you know, kind of stayed the course of, of time with you as you think back over the last 20 plus years of your career. Oh, wow. Uh, I have so many favorites. I really do. And I have a, a list that I read at least once a year. Uh, you know, the Think and Grow Rich. That's one of my, that's one of my go-tos. I, I get something out of it every year and it, and it helps keep me motivated. Recently, you know, in the last 10 years, you know, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, that's, that helped me, me get my mindset right on uh, putting together my real estate portfolio. Recently, in the last year or so, uh, Traction, you know. Uh, that Gina book, Wickman. Gina Wickman. That book really helped uh, when I got involved in the Titan to build the infrastructure and, and grow out. And, and since Robbie and I have joined together, uh, man, we have had tremendous growth and we're going to continue to grow. Doesn't mean we don't have our challenges. It doesn't mean it's not a roller coaster because it is. Uh, but, but that book has really uh, helped me uh, direct our, our, our operations. So those, those would be okay. two or three of the books that I, yeah. I, I read a lot. Well, and I bring it up because, you know, we talk about mentors and I know, you know, often I, I think, I wish I would have been a better mentoree when I was younger, right? But but reading books is a, is a form of mentorship because you're hearing from people who have done it and bringing their experience um, and expertise to the table so many times. But on that same thing, one of the things you and I have talked about over the years, and we, we, can, we can leave it where it is. We won't get too personal with it. But as much as it's important for an entrepreneur to keep learning and keep reading and and finding mentors and community of like-minded, it's also very critical, I find, for us to be careful about who we hang out with, right? And, and you and I have had conversations about that. In your experience, how important is that issue that, that you're, you surround yourself with the right kind of people? Oh, man, it's, it's key to how I live my life now. You know, early in the stages, I didn't know that, you know, I'm 26 years old and still drinking beer and partying on the weekends and doing all that stuff. Now, uh, my inner circle is, is pretty small, you know, and I have a great group of guys and, and most of them are business owners and, and we get together on a regular basis and bounce ideas off of each other, uh, um, talk over the trials and tribulations of the week, the year, end the years, right? Trade war stories, if you will. And uh, not only does it help keep you motivated, but it keeps you on track for your common goal because 
they they are like minded and they're they're going after whatever their dream is and their dream is as, as big usually as as mine. So it really just helps keep you going in the right direction, especially when you've had some tough times and you feel like you just the world's kicking you, you know? Right. So, and most people don't know that grind. Most people don't know the experiences and, and what it takes to lift yourself up and, and keep going. Yeah, it takes a long time and a whole lot of trials and tribulations to become an overnight success, right? Correct. So, well, listen, let's talk a little bit about uh, Titan, where you are today. When you joined Robbie and took on ownership of the business, um, how many locations did you have? You know, when Robbie and I joined in late 2014, I exited another company that has gone on and done great things. It was it was humble, small, you know, yeah. Uh, but the uh, relationship that Robbie and I have, the yin-yang of he and I, uh, has worked tremendously. And we've grown it, you know. I think we have six offices now, and, and uh, we're, we're growing into some other markets here pretty soon. And uh, we're well-capitalized and, and uh, growing and, and doing great things. And we have great people. You know, when I look back on when we first got together, it was hard to go after good employees because – Titan just wasn't in a position that uh, people wanted to be part of that yet, right? And so we had to start from scratch and, and kind of reinvent ourselves and grow a culture. And now we have a culture that is contagious and people want to be part of it. And I love watching it. Well, and you've done good. And I know you've got offices in what, Jinx and Broken Arrow, Wasso and Oklahoma City, right. to name a few. Let's pause because I want to go back because you hit on something very quickly and I, I feel like there's maybe a, a lesson or two. You had created a title company prior to Titan Title. We'll leave it nameless, but it was going well. You were doing successful and the partners, it just didn't work out. Let's say some things went south and you found out some things and they're doing well today, but you're, you've had to pivot from that. Share with us that story and, and what you learned from it. Yeah, you know, um, we partnered up. Yeah, gentleman's done well with it. Uh, we just had different uh, directions and, and different ideologies of how we wanted to run the company. Uh, didn't work out. He's done great, amazing things with it since I've exited. But I've learned, I learned valuable lessons in that. You know, it, it was a multi-million dollar company. It was hard to, to walk away from that. But uh, it, it helped me be motivated. I wasn't done yet. So when I got uh, the opportunity to, to join Robbie, and we started talking about what we could build, what we think we could do. The lessons that I learned in, in that partnership helped me to make sure that Robbie and I were uh, in a good position and, and understood each other and where we wanted to be. And so it turned out great, man. I mean, it's funny is I've told a lot of people this and it's true. I compete with that company now today, even though that I was the, uh, the founder, one of the founders of that company. Uh, but Titan title is my home. It's where I was meant to be. And I think God had his hand in that. Yeah. Well, so let's not leave that conversation without maybe sharing a couple of things that you've learned that you do different um, as a leader in Titan from your prior firm. Yeah, I go, I'll go back to the corporate culture that we're creating and, and continue to uh, mold and change and develop. I mean, at the end of the day, it is about the employees as much as you, uh, as much as that sounds like a cliche, 
And uh, I'm involved in the day-to-day. Robbie's involved in the day-to-day still to this day. I'm grinding it out right now in one of our offices because we've had, we got a situation. And uh, and they see that. And I think they respect that. You know what I mean? Maybe the 20 years, maybe in – and I look back in it, and I talked about this yesterday with somebody, the 20 years in the mortgage business and grinding it out has taught me enough to be able to sit at a desk and and help and get involved and, and show people that I'm not unwilling to do the things that need to do right alongside them. And I think that they see that and they respect that. Yeah, it's true leadership, you know, and it's funny because in the work we do with Freedom Formula, we talk about getting business owners to eventually extract themselves from the day-to-day, and that's true as we're getting ready to think about selling a business or we just want more freedom for ourselves. We have to build out our team, our management team and, and, and the people, and we have to develop them to the best of their potential, but the reality, that all, that's all, like, that's great stuff. And it can create value for your business. It can create freedom for you as an owner. But there are times where all that gets thrown out the window. And I know you're dealing with some circumstances now. And that's a leadership call right there. The difference between leadership and non-leadership is your willingness to get your hands dirty and, and be a teammate when, when you need to. And I love that about small business. I'd agree with you. I mean, the ultimate goal is to work yourself out of the business and work on the business. And, and that is typically what I do. Um, but I'm not unwilling to roll up my sleeves and, and put in a 15 hour day if I need to take care of your clients, uh, handle business. And, and the girls see this, you know, the, the employees see this. And I have to think, I know this, that they respect that and it helps our corporate culture. And to me, that's what is valuable. Absolutely. I mean, you want to enjoy what you're doing. It's hard. It's not easy. And so, when you have that culture, you you look forward to going to work, even in the toughest of times. And uh, I love it. It's not work. Yeah, exactly. Well, listen. So, I'm curious as you look back over all these years, if you were mentoring, and I know you know you give some help and guidance to some young people getting into the entrepreneurial business. What's the piece of advice that you try to share with them at any age, you know, if, if somebody's thinking about starting a business? Well, I would say do your homework, make sure that you know what you're getting into and then go for, go for it. Don't be afraid. It's going to be a grind. There's going to be successes. There's going to be failures. Uh, you're going to love it. You're going to hate it. You're, you're going to have sleepless nights sometimes but in the end, as long as you don't quit, you just grind through it. It's worth all the hard work. Yeah, yeah, that's that is fantastic. Well, Jason, you know we've come to the end already, and um, I, I love this. I, I hope people are getting something from it. I think they are. But if they want to reach out to you or they want to learn more about Titan Title, you know, how, what's the best way to do that? Man, you can Google our website or, or Google our locations. Uh, TitanTitleOK.com is our website. You can email me at jhadrava at TitanTitleClosing.com. Uh, I'm, I'm readily available. I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm involved in the day-to-day. Uh, I love mentoring people. I love being able to give back. That, to me, is part of my passion. That's become part of my why as, as I've evolved. And I say reach out to me. I'm an open book. I'll help you. I'll tell you my, my good, my bad, my ugly. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, give that website one more time. Uh, titantitleok.com. 
All right. Well, Jason, hang on just a second. We'll wrap up and, and uh, get you on your way. I know you got a busy day. Guys, I, I hope you enjoyed this. Be sure, like I said, to check out our website, www.epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast. That's epicsbiz.com forward slash podcast. You can get the show notes to this this podcast, other episodes, and check out the website. We've got some great resources. Uh, we shot a, sh- a short little video on the Freedom Formula. Check that out and email me, rick at epicsbiz.com. I want to hear from you. What do you like about the show? What, what don't you like? What do you want to see more of? What questions do you have for our audience? If you give me a question and we use it on the air, I'll be sure to send you out a nice little uh, gift as a way to say thank you. So again, that's rick at epicsbiz.com. And we appreciate you. And as always, remember, we're only getting started. The Over 50 Entrepreneur Podcast is sponsored by Epic Business Advisory, where we help entrepreneurs escape the owner's trap, build businesses that can succeed without you, allowing you the opportunity to realize more freedom, think bigger, and pursue next-level goals. Download our freedom formula at epicsbiz.com formula. And remember, we're only getting started.